You are listening to episode 207 of the Peaceful Mind Podcast. Welcome to the Peaceful Mind Podcast, a place for creating the peace of mind you need to be the best mom you are created by God to be. If you want to bring more balance, more joy, and more peace to your motherhood, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach and Catholic Mom, Danielle Tienel. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I know I say this a lot, but I am really super excited for this particular episode because I have my friend, fellow coach, and a guest today, Neil Williams. Hi, Neil. Hi, Danielle. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I just want to start out and just tell everyone I have known Neil for a couple of years now, right? We've met in the life coaching circles, yep. but I just, I, I feel like I mentioned this to you before, but when we were in the room together, right? Talking through um, some business strategies, I really was just drawn to you. First of all, you were an example of what was possible for me. But, you know, since then, I I feel like we have had several conversations. And of course, I've had lots of help from you too, from your awesome programs. So I'm just uh, really excited to have you here today. Yeah, likewise. I'm very excited to be here. And I would say the same thing. You inspire me very much. So you're doing some things in business. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. (laughs) So now I'm asking you. Yeah. So let me give everybody just the preface of why I was totally drawn to reach out and say like, Neil, I need to have you on the podcast because I know you are an expert in this um, this field that came up from my group call. So my group life coaching program, Busy to Balanced, my mom is in there. We I was coaching one of them and this is what she said. She had been suffering with some health issues. And she talked about how she decided on purpose to make relaxing a goal. First of all, can we just like celebrate that? How awesome is yeah, that? I like right? one of fist bumper right now. Yes. <laughs> Total fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, first of all, I love that goal. But she she had the awareness. She recognized with her health issues that something had to change. And she wanted to add relaxation more to her life. But then this is what happened. She did that and she found herself self-loathing at the lack of productivity that was happening while she was trying to relax. Yeah. And um, and when I heard her say that, I coached her and you can like totally, you know, give me your, your thoughts as a, as a fellow coach yourself. And she, I just wanted to show her that her external results of producing things didn't have a direct correlation to her self-worth as a person, which I could tell that her self-loathing was doing. And then again, at the end of this call where another client had had listened to her, she brought up and she asked this question, Danielle, I want to circle back around to what she was, what you were talking about earlier, because I want to know how to break the cycle of productivity equaling success. And she's like, would you do a podcast on that? And I said, yes, absolutely. And then Neil Williams popped into my head. (laughs) So 
I didn't do this at the beginning. I just wanted to kind of preface that, how it came here. But would you now take a moment and introduce yourself to my listeners, Neil? Yes, absolutely. I am a fellow coach like Danielle. I'm a master certified coach. I'm also a yoga instructor and a personal trainer and kind of just an all around human performance science nerd. So I've been on this productivity journey, honestly, for 12 years. So I, when I stopped and I thought about it, I was like, oh, I actually have been doing this for a while. It's not like it is brand new to me, but I started it when I was in my corporate job as actually a partner in a firm. And I had a little at home. I had a two-year-old at home and it just was my 60, 70, 80 hour work week just was not cutting it with the way that I wanted to be momming. And so I started productivity as a way to spend more time with my kiddo. And it's just been an evolution ever since then. I I took that work week and scaled it back to 30 hours per week. And then I built a business in 10 hours per week. And so it's just been this constant journey. And I actually had multiple health diagnoses last year. And so it's even taken a whole different level um, in journey where I've really dove into the science, the biology behind human performance and productivity. And so I totally understand these two clients, where they're coming from. Uh, I think maybe if we dive into this a little bit more, I would want to take a little bit of time to talk about the biology and the physiology of what's happening. And then also, of course, the psychology, the mindset is really important, which I know you well enough to know you, you coach them really well on, but there are other pieces for us to consider as well. So good. That's why, as you all can tell by her credentials, where I was like, you have had so many tools and um, just kind of offerings and programs that center around helping me be able to have a better relationship with my time and be more productive. But on the on the the main side of today's uh, talk, why I wanted to bring you here is because it I I help my moms balance their busy life to feel more balanced, which is feeling more calm, more in control, more confident about how they're spending their time. And I know that as a, a performance uh, coach, that this is something I love that uh, human performance nerd. That's <laughs> so, um, yeah. So all things productivity and time related, but also your your personal journey with the health issues has ha- had you looking at how you spend your time or how you feel versus your productivity again. So, so with these two clients, and I'm just going to say, this is Natalie and Whitney. <laughs> so when they're listening back to this episode, they'll remember this particular um, day we were talking about. So can we start out by talking about that? Why do we as moms in particular have this connection between productivity and success? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of reasons why, but it's very easy to connect our success with external metrics. I mean, that's really what we grow up in, right? And so that's what our brains connect is like, oh, this external thing is the thing that determines whether I'm successful or not. And so I can see for your one client, when she decided relaxation was a goal, she may have inadvertently seen maybe fewer things done, whatever she was defining as the metric for productivity. She was thinking that that was decreasing or declining in some way. And so of course she feels like she's less successful because that's the way we're, we're programmed is what that means. And 
So one of the ways to flip that is to, instead of looking at external metrics, and I know you talk about this in your program, is thinking about the internal. What does internal success look like? And I think one of the ways that we can measure that or look at that is more about something you said earlier, which is balance. And I think balance, it's kind of a tricky word, right? There's so much out there about what balance is and what balance isn't. I think a lot of people think it means spending X number of hours with one thing versus Y number of hours in another area of life. And I just actually fundamentally disagree with that standpoint. I think it's more about something you just mentioned earlier, which is balancing your states. And by your states, what I mean is balancing the time when you're in a productive, like getting things done state with the relaxation and the being present and the recharging that when we learn how to balance those two things, that's in my mind what true balance is all about. It's not one at the expense of other, which I think is what happens for a lot of us. It's productivity at the expense of relaxation and calm. It is knowing how and when to put your foot on the brake or on the gas of those two states in the way that you want. So that would be like when you're you're you specifically decide this is going to be my productivity time. I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done. That's right. And you know that that is at the end of that time you have that result that you want. But what we're forgetting, right, is that the same thing can happen. Is that you can pre-decide and determine that you are going to take a certain amount of time, and the end result goal is relaxation, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think that is what they like. You know, society usually teaches us that that is a worthy goal. Yeah, but it means internally you have to like not like be the opposite of maybe what was happening with Natalie is that you have to guide your your internal thinking keeping reminding that, no, this is your goal. This is what you want to do. This is a good thing for me, as opposed to letting your brain go to the, I should be, you're kind of like taking away your relaxation mentally. Right. Yeah. And it's actually going against what our fundamental design is. We're designed for a specific period of our day to be in that more motivated, energized, alert and focused state, which is what I call a productive state. And then we're also designed, our biology is designed actually for us to spend another portion of our day in a more relaxed, calm, kind of social connection state. It's our biology flips in in parts of the day. I'm so glad you brought that up because this is what I want you to, uh, I want my listeners to hear. And what I want to ask you is, so what is an optimal based on what you know, the scientific part of it, right? What is an optimal daily schedule for high levels of productivity and balance? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked this question. Of course, it's my favorite question. <laughs> so I think first let's let's start talking about the way that I break this up is I think we think about the 24 hours day into three buckets. Okay. So we'll call it bucket number one is what we'll call phase one of your day. That's from the time you wake up and then the first eight hours after you wake up. And then what phase two will be from nine to 16 hours after you wake up. Then phase three, ideally we're sleeping. So I'm not going to talk too much about that, but mm-hmm. between phase and phase one and phase two, you can, there's literally different chemical cocktail in your brain and your body between those two phases of your day. So in phase one, you are just naturally primed for higher levels of motivation and alertness and focus and energy. So for most of us, 
What that means is that phase one of our day would be the part of the day where we would just like get our things done. We would let ourselves be as ambitious as we want to be, as motivated as we want to be. But then around that eight to nine hour mark after we wake up, things start to shift. Like there's literally a chemical shift that happens inside of us. So instead of being, I'll just mention these neuromodulators. You don't, nobody needs to know this. (laughs) You don't want to, but for the science geeks, my fellow science nerds out there, um, we have higher levels of dopamine and acetylcholine and uh, cortisol and adrenaline in the first eight hours of our day, typically, most of us. And then with that transitions in the second eight hours of our day, the dopamine and the adrenaline start to phase down. And what starts to phase up is serotonin and oxytocin. So we're nat- if you look at our biology, we are, we are supposed to be productive and relaxed. So that serotonin is where we are going more into that calm, more relaxed, more engaged present state. And for most of us, that is in the second eight hours of our day. So if you're thinking about setting up your ideal schedule based on those phases, you think about, okay, the things that are really challenging for me to do, I want to, if I want to match up, I call this biosyncing your schedule. I want to match up my biology to the schedule where I'm best able to handle that type of thing. So it would be whatever is hard for you. It would, for in me, it's different. So it would, for me, it's like doing podcasts and writing email copy and doing the budget and things like that, right? For my family, th- those are really hard for me. I put those into phase one of my day. Now, phase two, I'm doing s- some other things. I may be journaling. I may be reading. I may be meditating. I may be going on a walk or yoga because I just know chemically, biochemically, what's happening inside of me is better positioned to match that type of work to my, to that part of my day. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I love it now, but we can have that and know that information. And so why, why would it be hard for us to, to, to go with that? Is it because we want to do easier things in the day? Does it make us feel more productive or more successful if we do easy things in the second half of the day or I would just any part of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to think about there's usually more friction and resistance in doing harder things, right? So we're, we are just naturally primed to want to do the easier things. I mean, that's just the way that we work, right? That's how we've evolved to where we are today. And so, yeah, it is going to be easier for us to go do the easy things, we have to just decide, okay, but is the hard thing that I've asked myself to do, is that really worth it? Can that, then there's two things that I, that I say here for people is to think about, can you get to some intrinsic motivation, meaning not, not doing something because of the external result that you're going to get, but because you internally learn how to enjoy the process of doing that. And for most of us, because there's something we can find in it that would make us internally motivated, intrinsically motivated to do it. If not, it's not true for all tasks. So if that doesn't work, then you want to go back and you want to think about, okay, what is the purpose? If I'm asking myself to do this really hard thing, there better be a very good reason why I'm doing that, right? Do I really like my reason for doing this? Can I hang my hat on that to get myself motivated to do the thing? And that might've been what my client didn't recall at the time. You don't recall the original reason why you picked to have that goal, right? right. 
And yeah. so, and, and then in the case, it's very easy. Well, actually, do you think that why her self-loathing came in, why she could question and like connect her self-worth with not being productive happened to be with, because it, this was a new hard thing for her. She's not used to relaxing. Totally could be right. Absolutely. I mean, there could be lots of reasons there could be something happening with her biology. There could be something happening with a connection, like a, an un conscious belief system that she has about that many of us have who are ambitious <laughs> that are connecting achievement with, oh, I'm a good person or I'm worthy or whatever it is. And we've been trained for that, many of us in many different ways. But also if we think about the biology, there are daily practices that we can do that will set us up to have elevated moods and elevated cognitive function and really elevated performance. So we can tackle those hard things a little bit better, more effortless in a more effortless way. And what's super interesting, Daniel, you'll probably notice this too, either with clients or with yourself. Like if you get a really poor night of sleep, you wake up the next day and you're like, everything's a slog. And like my brain is like, for me, I suffer from a lot of anxiety my anxiety just ends up like way off the charts, way, way high. So kind of just knowing yourself and any of those things that can really put you in a state where your brain just automatically goes to the negative side and understanding that because even a lack of sleep, let's say happens, which happens, I'm sure for a lot of your audience, because they have kids, like that's a pretty normal thing that those of us with children experience. And so it's understanding when that happens, my brain is on alert. It's actually looking for all of the negative things, all of the things that could be threats. And in your client's case, what could have happened is the threat was a lack of productivity, right? And so it's like finding all the ways that she's not productive and how horrible that is and what that means about her. So it's very hard to stop that train once it starts. (laughs) And so it's just understanding, like sometimes I even say to myself, I had a really, like my whole system was way down yesterday. We just came off of a whole week of flu in my family. And I was just looking at my brain and I'm like, wow, you know, and I just never make any decisions based on that place ever, because I just know that it's not at a, at a place where it makes sense to be making decisions based on the thought process that I, that I have going on. Yeah. So there could be multiple things happening there for her. But I I did celebrate the fact that she is in the program doing the work. She yeah. she brought up that she realized it was happening. Like right. she was able to have the awareness and notice and she found it fascinating and got super curious about it. So that yeah. as coaches, right, just makes our heart sing when our clients oh, have, yeah. right? Whereas she could have, like like I would say, like prior to coaching, really believed her brain. And, yes. and that really you know, continued for the next week to not relax, to not catch herself, to not talk it through. And she could have been like, oh, it's not really a worthy goal. I want to go back to being productive, which then could like sacrifice her health and everything. So yeah, it was a big win. So amazing about having a coach, right? And, and totally kudos to her because awareness is number one. If you can't, (laughs) there's really nowhere to go with that. So Okay. So you, this might just piggyback on something you just offered here, but you have, what tool would you offer that we can use to reduce stress and be more relaxed? Yeah. So there's a bunch of them, but I want to just share one that is like, it's been called the fast lane to calm. 
Ooh. And it's something I know, right? So <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. I know. And I actually do this every single day. I do it inside of my programs with my clients as well. And it's the physiological sigh. So I'm not sure if you have heard of that before, but it's very well documented. I mean, like uber amounts of scientific studies about the impact of the physiological sigh. And so it's just a specific breath pattern. I'll demonstrate it here, but anybody can just Google or YouTube physiological sigh and you can see somebody doing it. So it's basically taking a big inhale. And this comes from, I'm a yoga instructor. So this is where I learned this technique from big inhale, filling up all of your lungs and then another sip in. So, and then long, slow exhale. I'm doing it with you. So I use this anytime I feel super elevated throughout my day, something happens, somebody sends an email, somebody says something. I actually also, for your client who decided to make relaxation like a goal, mm-hmm. one end of day protocol that I might suggest her, for her, she's listening to try out, <laughs> is doing like three to five minutes of that physiological size. So I literally just either lay on the floor in my room here, or I am lucky enough to have a little yoga room. It's like a closet. We converted it to a yoga mm-hmm. room. <laughs> And I go in there at the end of my day and I just lay down and I do, this is called cyclic physiological size, but it's basically just doing that physiological size for like three to five minutes. Okay. I can picture, I have a, a, a couch in my bedroom right by my, on my, my prayer table, I guess I'd say I can now I'm picturing myself laying down on yeah. it and I would definitely try this. Yeah. So you can actually watch your heart rate come down as you do this. And there's all kinds of acute and long-term benefits to this. So acute meaning like an immediate impact. It actually literally gets you out of your sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight flight kind of freeze situation and into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is what your client wanted to be in, which is more of the rest and digest kind of phase. So I think it's important anytime we're transitioning between one thing or another, this is a good a good, just little quick tool that you can do. It doesn't have to be three to five minutes. It could just be one or two where maybe you like are going to pick up the kids. Yes. Car line. Yes. Calm, right? Because getting in the car is going to be complete chaos. (laughs) So, you know, this is just a great little tool to have in your back pocket. You can use it anytime, anywhere. It doesn't require a separate room. Uh, That's just one example of how to apply it. But this has also long-term benefits. They have just done a study, which is super cool, that showed elevated levels of mood and cognition just with doing five minutes a day of this. Wow. Yeah, really, really powerful. And all it is is a breath practice. I love it. I love that tool. Okay. I you mentioned a little bit earlier, and I just want to swing back around to this dopamine system. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we talked, we talked about, right. Cause yes. I know in my mind, I think like, oh, when I want a little hit of dopamine, sometimes that can be like some sugar and that's like, you know, doesn't give me the results that I totally want. Yeah. But I hear this a lot from my moms where they're just like, you know, but I just, I, I know what I want to do. I just don't feel motivated. Right. right? So totally. what, what would you offer my moms who feel like they're, um, and this this is for the pr- productivity side, right? But I also want to say, like, what if we do want to have motivation to relax more, to Ooh. be calm more, the motivation to keep up a breathing practice here before the kids jump into the 
the line? How can we utilize this dopamine you're talking about in a positive way to help us do this? Yeah. So I'm going to give you some, I'm going to answer that question, but any, anybody who's listening, who wants to like educate themselves on this, there's a fantastic book. It's called dopamine nation, which goes into a lot of the neuroscience behind this. I, I highly recommend it. Number one, just understanding this will help you understand you will help you understand your partner, your husband, your friends, your moms, your children. You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's what's happening right now, right? Okay, awesome. Yeah, so dopamine, um, we think about dopamine as that brain chemical of reward. And it is, we do get like these little spikes in dopamine when we get something that we want. But more what dopamine is programmed into our bodies for is actually for pursuit, So it's for, it really is the brain chemical of motivation. And so what we really want to do, if we want to pursue a longer term goal, then we want to make sure that we have consistent kind of pools of dopamine that we're drawing from every single day. And so what will, what can happen is you can get into like a like demotivated state, oftentimes that is just like your pool's just dry and we just need to like fill it back up. We just Mm -hmm. need to pour some more back in there. Right. And that can happen. But if we're thinking about kind of a consistently filled pool, replenishing the pool every single day, there are some basic daily habits that will help do that. And then I'm going to give you another tool that is my, my overarching favorite, um, that your audience might try out as well. Right. So One thing is keeping as much as possible. I know this is challenging as a mom. My son's a little bit older, so it's easier for me now than it was, but a consistent sleep-wake cycle to the extent that's possible. Because what that does is it sets our 24-hour clock and we want that clock to be regular. If it's all over the place, then your body doesn't know really like what phase it's in. This is what's called like, living in jet lag, even though you haven't traveled anywhere. Oh, that's a great visual. Yeah. It's basically what happens. Like if our sleep wake cycle gets off, it's like we've traveled across multiple time zones, but we actually haven't gone anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just feels like it feels like it, right? Feels awful. So one way to do that is to make sure that you get light, bright light in your eyes. First thing in the morning. This sounds weird, but actually the light dark cycle is the thing that really stamps down your 24 hour clock. And that's what will help you be more consistent and predictable every day. So if you've ever been wanted to be somebody who just wakes up without an alarm, this is the way you do that. I always wondered how people have without an alarm. Yeah. (laughs) So you want to plan on getting, if you, depends on where you live and the time of year, but try to get like, 10 to 30 minutes of bright light into your eyes within about the first hour or so of waking up. Because what that does is it tells your, your circadian clock, which is inside of you, like, hey, this is the start of our 24 hour cycle, right? And so then you're going to have more consistent, get sleep. You get sleepy at a consistent time and you wake up at a consistent time. I always wanted to know this too. I was actually at life coach training, Danielle. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who was rooming with someone who didn't set an alarm and just woke up. And I was like, how is that possible? Yes. One friend came to mind when you said that earlier, who does the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now we know. Actually train yourself to this. So uh, this happens for me now. 
I literally wake up five to 10 minutes before my alarm. I mean, I set an alarm just to make sure, but 90% of the time I never use it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. So in what this does, in in addition to making like our, our, our circadian rhythm consistent, it also replenishes our dopamine. It's like we're telling our body and our neuro um, chemicals, hey, this is the time of day where we're supposed to have dopamine and adrenaline and motivation and energy. And it just becomes more reflexive instead of, I don't know if you've ever had a period of time, I'm guessing that you have, where it just feels like you're slogging through everything. You're yes, just for like, sure. I just can't, right? So this helps eliminate that to the you know extent that we can, but it also replenishes your dopamine. And so this is just the way to keep it consistent every day, making sure you're getting that full pool, which means you have a full pool of motivation available to you every day. Right. I love it because I want my listeners who the first time we talked about, or you mentioned that wanting to be consistent with your sleep, I'm sure their brains were like, oh yeah, right. Like I'm trying or I can't do that, but still they're you could actively try and focus on getting back to what you and make little baby steps or progress towards having that, or you're not going to be in the stage you're in with the, the level of the age of kids forever, right? Like you and I are in where our kids are a little bit older, where we do have the luxury of being able to choose to go to sleep when we want and to wake up. So, um, so I, I just know that I wanted to address, I knew what some listeners, when they hear that are going to say like, yeah, oh, no, it's easy for you to say, but it really yeah. is important. And it so is. if they kind of take that knowledge into their brain to at least say, yeah, I want to work on getting there one day. Totally. Yeah. And I do want to, I do want to talk to the people who don't have that right now, because you and I were there. Mm-hmm. It literally is torturous to yeah. not get enough sleep or consistent quality sleep. And so inside of my productivity toolkit, which I know we'll link up in the show notes, there's something called a yoga nidra. So this is for those of you who don't wake up feeling refreshed. Maybe you just didn't get high quality sleep. Maybe you you were awakened in the middle of the night because of your kiddos or your dog or whatever it is, right? You just didn't get the sleep that you wanted. This is something that is basically, it's like, I call it a yogi nap. So you're laying down and I I have three of them in that toolkit, a 10 minute, 20 minute and 30 minute that they can Mm -hmm. just try. If they don't want to listen to me, totally fine. Just YouTube yoga nature and you'll come up with like a million options. But basically it's just a really restful, restorative practice. I do it every single day, actually. Um, And you're just lying there. You're listening to the person. They're basically just having you kind of almost go through a body scan and you maybe do a little bit of focus on, on breath, but your eyes are closed. You're laying down. Your body is in a deep, relaxed state. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily fall asleep. That's not the goal necessarily. But what it does is it replenishes that pool of dopamine. So you have replenished motivation. And it's shown to increase th- that pool by up to 60%. Wow. And it has an effect not just for like 30 minutes, but for hours afterwards. Mm-hmm. So really amazing and super easy tool. I don't know if anyone's going to have resistance to laying down. <laughs> and well, did you say there were how many? There is what five minutes, ten minutes? You said 10, yeah, ten, 10 minute, minutes. a twenty minute, and a thirty minute one. If they want to try to try. Okay, ones. so so ten minutes. Like, ten. can we carve out when I when one of the main things is I'm having my moms do whatever they can to feel better, right? Because yep. when we feel better, we do better, <laughs> yes. and 
And that is when you become the mom you want to be when Mm -hmm. you are feeling better. So can 10 minutes be the goal to add that relaxation? And even right, Neil, you tell me if this is, if this is correct or not, that even if that's all they got all day, it would still be better than zero. Would you agree with that? (laughs) They'll probably come out of that feeling just a little bit of bump, you know, just elevated a little bit, just like, okay, I can handle the rest of my day. And I I want to circle my people coming home. Yeah. And I want to circle back around to the addressing the self-loathing and questioning your self-worth part, because isn't that when you're feeling better, when you feel like you are more likely going to be able to combat that lower part of your brain that is being so mean to you. Whereas when we're feeling better, we're more apt to be like, no, I am doing well. And I did a good job at this. And uh, relaxation is going to help me be the best mom I can be. Because when we, when we don't have our sleep and we're all tired and sloggy, like you were talking about, that's when we don't have the energy to fight our mean bully brain. Yeah. And not only do we not have the energy to fight it, it actually just doesn't present as much. There's just more positive, hopeful, peaceful thinking when we are well rested. So that's why I say to all my clients, if they come to me and they're just like negative dump, I'm like, Mm -hmm. did you sleep very well last night? (laughs) Or what's been going on for the last couple of days, right? Because it can be so telling. Like there's not actually anything wrong with their mindset. Their brain, they're, they're just in a threat mode because they have a lack of rest or they're fatigued. Yeah. Okay. That's my new first question. Did you get a lot of any sleep in the last couple of days? Yeah. Well, the fact that you just, you just mentioned that it can feel more peace. um, I, I, that's where I want to end because that is what this podcast is to helping uh, moms have more peace of mind. And what we talked about today, all, all plays into having that, right. Especially with this, um, this way that productivity can't really take place to the way that you want it without some of these fundamentals, like enough sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's so many tools out there and I just want everyone to know who's listening. If you are struggling, there's probably a tool out there to make it a little less challenging. Yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. So Neil, you just mentioned um, you have a productivity toolkit that we are, I am going to link up in the show notes if somebody wants to get in and, you know, have that. So thank you so much for providing that for my listeners. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so great to see you and chat with you. Yes, this is going to be so helpful. So I'm just going to thank you in advance for all of the reach outs I get for like, (laughs) that was so good. So knowledgeable. So yeah. Yeah. And personally, it, it means a lot. Uh, you've been a great influence on me and, and with your health journey, just like learning and listening to you now, I have definitely made changes in my life in regarding to, um, to the way that I look at productivity and yeah. relaxation and have definitely taken some strategies on that have been really successful for myself personally. So Thank you. Oh, thank you, Danielle. That means all of that work that I'm doing is worth it because that's really all I want is just to help people with this. I love it. Okay. Thanks again. And thank you to all of you listeners for being here today. I will talk to you again next week. And until then, peace be with you always. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Peaceful Mind Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review. 
It not only supports the podcast, but ensures you don't miss out on future episodes packed with insights and tools to create peace of mind in your busy mom life. And if you're of the Catholic faith like me or any Christian mom seeking to feel better in any area of your life and to show up more calm, connected, and confident, I can help. Become an empowered mom who knows how to bring about the changes you desire, no matter the circumstances. Whether you need one-on-one guidance to get there, prefer a group coaching program with like-minded women, or a self-study course, I've got you covered. Explore my private one-on-one packages, join my busy-to-balance group life coaching program, or delve into my signature course, Divine Time. To find out which path is right for you, let's meet and see what's the best fit. Schedule a free call with me at daniellettienel.com or send me a direct message on Facebook or Instagram at Coaching. And also, don't forget to get your copy of my book, The Cyclone Mom Method, How to Call on Your God-Given Power to Remain Calm, in Control, and Confident as a Busy Mom. Dive into the digital and bonus audio version when you go to book.daniellettienel.com forward slash new dash book. You'll find all the details in the show notes too. Until next time, peace be with you always.